You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver Tyler. I'm Gordy recording on a, a, a old bad rig having difficulty <laughs> you're just it's the mad max style recording you're just if yeah you know, you put together this podcasting rig is full of spikes a war junker and people killing each other for gas <laughs> time is guzzling as we always say on this show we have developed a technology to turn smoke signals into a waveform for Gordy's that, benefit this week. Patent that's pending. what I am using. It does take a long time for the signals to get there. So I'm everything I'm saying is about 30 minutes ahead. And I'm just guessing where this is going to go. <laughs> how is it 30 minutes from now? That's not how squids do. <laughs> if everything's going right, uh, everything will make perfect sense. Carmen, what are we reading? Uh, we're going to read the Twelve Dancing Princesses, a grim tale. Twelve Dancing Princesses? Yeah, there are twelve of them and they're dancing and also they're princesses. What is this partridge in a pear tree bullshit? Luckily, the story does not deal with the princesses individually. Because they're princesses, so... Are there are there subsequent people? Like 10 or 11 comes after 12. That's how numbers work. <laughs> how much could they possibly have going on? 11 maids cleaning chamber pots. Uh, so this was suggested to us by Ladybug. So thank you, Ladybug. And I know we thank did a you. grim not too long ago. And we're going to do a grim not too far from now, too. Because the grim, grim boys wrote a lot of fairy tales down. So, you know. We've we've got a ton of them in the chamber. We've put it off this long, and by that I mean we have constantly read grim stories over our <laughs> tenure. We cannot escape the grimy boys. They are there always. Um, so this is one of those classic folk tales. Uh, have either of you heard of it before? No. Is that a goof or for real? That's for real. Should I have? I don't know. Maybe it's the kind nope. of children's book they only give to little girls, little AFAB kids. Yeah, why would I have? Why would I, when I have Dragon Ball Z on the television, sit down to read about twelve dancing princesses, Carmen? It's a, it's a good question. Because there I are men had, to be punched. I definitely had, I think, two versions of the story growing up in my grubby little child hands. <laughs> Uh, but they also shoved me in ballet, so, you know, we're just expected to like dancing. And I only cared about stories that had imminent world destruction in them, like Dragon Ball Z or Chicken Little. 
in a way, this this might be one of those. So you might be pleasantly surprised. Maybe I missed out. Never judge a book by its cover, as they say. So let me introduce you to the young AFAB experience of learning about the Twelve Dancing Princesses, one of the classic tales that does often make it outside of the shadowy cellars of the Grimm universe without having been turned into a Disney. Unlike the, like, mouse and bird and sausage, they they do make children's books out of this one. (laughs) Uh, Sourcing this from usf.edu. So thanks to to them for giving us this version for of it. For having that on the internet. Yep. Um, and otherwise, this is a grim tale. Here we go. Once there was a king who had 12 beautiful daughters that slept in 12 beds but in a single room. And were a rat king of girls. <laughs> When they didn't brush their hair enough, yeah, get all tangled. (laughs) It's just terrifying. No one wanted to deal with it. Uh, I like that this is a palace, but they do make all the kids share a room. Yeah, those other rooms are for mommy and daddy. (laughs) Um, Bedtime meant a full lockdown for the girls. They were put in their room and the door was locked and they weren't supposed to leave. (laughs) The chamber was sealed. They get tied down in their Rat King ball. <laughs> they just cannot go anywhere. Uh, but every morning their shoes were found to be quite worn through, as if they had danced all through the night. And no one could figure out why they were dancing or where they had been, because no one dances in a bedroom ever, so... <laughs> like, clearly. Should we pause for technical difficulties? Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm trying to switch to my hotspot. And I hope that is better. I got I got truly unstuck in time for for a while. (laughs) I don't know how viable this is going to be. Do you have headphones that are compatible with your phone phone? Yes. Would it be easier, I think, to use the phone discord app? Uh, Can we record that? Well, you would record, oh, sure, yeah, like on your to the laptop, um, on your laptop, but just listen to us on Discord. Sure, on let me try it. Like, all right, sorry, folks. Here we go. Okay, is this better? We'll see. Can you hear us? Can hear you. In right. normal time. Sure, sounds like it. Cool, cool, cool. All right. We just got Mad Max here. Extra spikes. But <laughs> let's move forward. Did you have a commentary on full lockdown bedtime in the room shared with 12 girls as a rat king? Um, I, I don't know how we got to 12 whatever in a rat room. <laughs> uh, Tyler, two seconds. It took him two seconds to crime the shit out of that. Well, if, you put all, if you put 12 girls in a room, they're going to become a rat king. Oh yes, yes, that that follows. <laughs> um so yeah, I'm on I'm on board there. Man, it's like if you space out during this show for like fifteen <laughs> seconds, that is a that is a, a wide gap to do a lot of good work, huh? And I'm sure the delay that you're experiencing is not helping at all. Um Tyler makes real yeah. time listening to this show a surreal experience and you start taking time out and moving it around. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I I don't know how we got here, but I all <laughs> I know is that we are we have twelve women that are a rat king. Yeah. Yeah, that's and about it. And I and I don't want to know any of the other stuff. They're going to bed, they're locked down, the guards have drawn a ring of fire around them to keep them contained in the night. Mm. But still, still their shoes get worn through, and no one can figure out how, because apparently, I don't know if the bedroom's just too small for them to possibly dance in it, especially as a rat king, but that's just not an option that anyone has considered. Is this an inside fire? (laughs) Yeah. It's just inside the one room. It's a big inside fire. It's all good. Don't worry about it. It's tame. It's not one of those feral fires you have to worry about. So pre pre or post fire department. Oh, oh definitely very pre. pre. <laughs> Extremely <laughs> pre. I see. Yeah, the fire department shut down all tamed fires. No fires as pets anymore. You can get little ones on candles and that's about it. So, Carmen, tell me about these shoes. Well, they're worn, and the king, I guess, is real sick of buying a bunch of extra shoes for his daughters every day. It is the most boring thing to buy. It's true, especially for a king. Like, he could be wanting all sorts of neat jackets, and instead he's just buying the same damn shoes. Um, and instead of a practical... You know how many exotic birds I could extinct on my own? For but food? instead I'm buying shoes? I could snack on every bird of paradise, and here we are, purchasing it, more ballet flats. Is it more exciting to make those birds into shoes? <laughs> now that's something he should consider. Yeah, like if you've got to buy shoes for your daughters every day because they keep wearing them out, at least get interesting ones. They might as well be dodos. That could literally be two birds with one stone. <laughs> Stick your daughter's legs down the long, slender necks of an emu, and that's a <laughs> that's a boot, a high, a high top boot. It's a high top emu boot. Emus are well known for having quite sexy legs to start with, aren't they? It's true. Yeah, like you emulate that, but with the neck part. <laughs> it could. Now that you mention it, Gordy, it could be the whole emu. You just wear as a boot. And it's like stilts that are also high tops. Yeah. That can also kick for you. Because, like, would you wear one emu on each leg? Yeah, that's two emus. Yeah, just kind of, like, leave leave them alive, I guess, and then they can walk for you and be also self-defense. Think about the incredible land speed you could give your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) That's dangerous, though. (laughs) Can you imagine do, I, a video game made based on this show? <laughs> I, yes. I dare not. The, the horrifying bosses or armor that you could achieve. It keeps me up at night. <laughs> um, I do imagine. <laughs> like, imagine if you just, you're looting um outside of the royalty playpen where most of the game is occurring and you you get emo boots and you put them on and now your character is wearing two whole very tall very mad birds that run quite quickly that presumes that you have the luck to get that drop two times in a row carmen you're gonna be farming that raid for decades oh you all you're gonna yeah you're just gonna drop one emo boot at a time yes (laughs) 
individual pieces of clothing in our game. I feel like our game gets very low ratings. Ooh. <laughs> like, that's how, not user-friendly at all. <laughs> way, way back in the day, you had to find your, your pauldrons separately, your gauntlets. Individually? Yeah. Be wearing, wearing like half a Daedric set and half something else. Uh, so instead of solving this shoe problem by just taking their shoes away at night so that they don't have access to them anymore, mm -hmm. uh, the king does what most kings do when confronted with a problem. Behead which... it. Well, yeah, that, but that's a later step. It's to like advertise to everybody that they can solve the problem for him in exchange for future ruling of the kingdom, regardless of any... like previous knowledge of how to govern anything um and and also just like pick pick a daughter if you can if you can come hang out all night and discover where these kids go uh just choose your favorite daughter as a door prize that you get to marry and then you i really do love that for monarchy in myth times like when they encounter a problem they just don't want to deal with at all, the solution is to make a contest, and the reward is, you get to do the job I don't want to do anymore. I probably I wasn't qualified it. to be here, because I probably got this job the same exact damn way. Because we don't have normal success in, succession in myth times. <laughs> <laughs> we just have, you've survived the favor somebody asked for. And then you got sick of it. And this is your retirement plan. Uh, in typical king fashion, uh, the reward for attempting to do this but failing is death by beheading. Of course. I admire this a lot. Also called it. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could do this. Hey, uh, I have my, like my car air conditioner's out and I need somebody to fix it, so... Anyone who can also gets to keep my car. But if you can't, death. This is why absolute power corrupts absolutely. Of course it does. How could it not? It's so tantalizing. How could it not? Just even consider it. Like on one hand, this is a really bad way to, to get people to actually try and solve your problem, you would think. Because the stakes are pretty high. But on the other hand, I guess like the reward's also fairly high. You get to run a whole kingdom. It's a pretty good job. You're basically fairy tale CEO. So maybe just trying to put a filter in at the door. So a king's son soon came, all excited at the prospect of getting, I guess, a second kingdom because he's already pretty well set. Um, yeah, and but he what, was... where is he on the lineup? That's that's true. He could just be. How many brothers? He could be a a low, lowly king's son. Not even not the youngest, because if he was the youngest, then he would be the best and be set that way, um, and not the oldest. So he's probably just like on the low <clears throat> middle scale. Um, so he was well entertained, and in the evening he was taken to a chamber that was next to the princesses. Uh, I suppose for propriety, he was going to stay there. He's supposed to stay up all night and watch where and they just went. Listen to their skittering through the wall. <laughs> the chewing of their their long sharp teeth uh, through the floorboards or whatever they're doing. 
Um, so, so his chamber door was left open so that he could watch where they went. And I'm not clear on the layout of this space. I don't know if his chamber door opens into their chamber door, if it's like those joint hotel room kind of door situations. It does situations. seem to defeat the purpose of propriety. Yeah. If that's the case. I mean, it didn't say for propriety. I assumed for propriety that they weren't going to shove him in the same room. Um, but, yeah, they just have a spy room for the daughters. Maybe built especially for this. Maybe, like, instead of taking their shoes away, the king had a remodeling and then a contest. <laughs> uh, so this king's son went to sleep, and when he woke, it was morning, and the girls had all worn through their shoes again. Uh, because he is apparently not the youngest or the best, the same thing happened on the second and third nights, and he got his head chopped off. So, just so you know, this king actually means business. He will follow through on these threats. R.I.P. Dork, I guess. The same thing happened king. to several others. <laughs> uh, they all fell asleep. They all lost their lives in the same way. How many times? Several. Unclear. Um, <laughs> but enough... A monarch's dozen. It's it's lucky that like in the contest bylines, killing a king's son does not start a war with your neighboring kingdoms. They signed the waiver. Like they knew, yeah, they knew the cost of failure. It's all on the up and up. So, contract is clear. We cannot read quarrel. Your eula. You gotta read your eula. I would have thought if anything would start a war, that seems like the most clear-cut example. If my son tried to solve your problem and you beheaded him? Yeah, it's yeah, in the paperwork, like, though. Yeah. There's nothing you could do. Hands are tied. Well, like, clearly so many kings do this exact same contest setup, so it's just it's just how monarchy solves its problems. Yeah, there is a background contest between them to see who can kill whose sons the most. This is also just how they get their plumbing done. <laughs> Like, any service they need. Um, So, it chanced that an old soldier who had been wounded and couldn't fight anymore was passing through this very country. I don't know why that's a chance. I feel like that's just kind of a thing that would happen through the natural course of of existence. Mm -hmm. Like, some people are going to be walking through this country at some point. Um, but as this particular one was traveling through a wood, he met an old woman who got real nosy about his business. So the soldier explains to her that he has no real idea where he's going or what he's going to do, but he has heard about this princess gambit, so he figures he might as well give it a shot. Got no other direction in life. There's no other job prospects, so might as well become a king or a corpse. (laughs) One or the other. Um... Well, says the old woman, it should be pretty simple. As long as you don't drink any of the wine, one of the princesses will definitely bring you in the evening. Ominous. And then you need to pretend to be asleep when she leaves. Is that what the wine was for? Yeah. And then the old woman gave him an invisibility cloak and sent him on his way. Yeah, I follow. Helpful. So he gets to the palace, and he's treated super well, uh, given royal robes to wear, presumably feasted, etc., which might also be part of why the beheading is a thing. Like, if you can't pay your your hotel bill to this king. (laughs) Um, He's going to get his, one way or another. Yeah. Uh, And then that evening, he was brought to the outer chamber. 
As he went to lie down, the oldest princess brought him a cup of wine, and he pretended to drink it. I assume by doing that trick where you, like, put it up to your lips, and then as soon as they look away, you toss it over your shoulder. Um, <laughs> the, the and then he pretended to go to... S- <laughs> yeah. The, the cronk. Uh, then he pretended to go to sleep, complete with fake snores. Honk shoo! Is he, is he a honk the prince- shoo, or is he a, is he a me, 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 me? Mm. I had written honk shoe later, but I like the maybe the both. Let's let's reconsider. Maybe like you you get three honk shoes and then one me 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 me. <laughs> that's a rhythm. That's a recipe for a good night's sleep. Yeah, that's how you know the range sleep is uh, is popping on off. <laughs> so the princess has laughed at his snoring and comment that this one's an idiot just like the rest of them and probably should have thought to do better things than you know, get beheaded on their behalf uh, and then they all get dressed up real fancy and skipped about as if eager for a dance party they do this every fucking night every fucking night, to be young, right? right. to be young, ah it's constantly it's partying days. I remember it well I don't think any of us ever partied <laughs> I don't think I've ever danced. I do dance. Not well, but exuberantly. <laughs> and that's all that counts. Yeah, my job at a wedding is to be the embarrassing one so that everyone else feels more comfortable dancing because they can't get worse. <laughs> so the youngest sister says, Hey guys, I have kind of a bad feeling about tonight. And the oldest sister tells her, You're a simpleton and a coward and shut your mouth. We have, like, so many princes have lost their heads to this gambit. We're gonna be fine. It's just a soldier. He would be sleeping even without the special wine. You heard the honk shoe. And the me, me, me. He's me, me, me and right now. He wouldn't do both if he was faking. Now, he's a soldier. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... Is he Mars soldier? <laughs> yeah, where is this story? That's a good question. It could be Mars. Did it Who give else you has that soldiers? Mars... Yeah, does anyone else even need a soldier? We still do big wars. I mean, it's it's quite possible that the prince killing antics have in fact started some quarrels between neighbors that are just not important to this story about shoes and a rat king princess group. Just want to consider. Want to consider that these could take place on Mars from here on out. <laughs> Turn all of these into science fiction. <clears throat> Not all Is of them, Andy but Weir? some of them. He's he's a science fiction guy. Just good to consider. Did he write The Martian? Did I get that right? This sounds right. Yep, he did. Yeah. So all of these are just Andy Weir fan fiction. <laughs> could could be. I mean, some some percentage of them we know take place on Mars, and I just want to remember that. Uh, so when all the girls are ready, they go in and look at the soldier. Uh, and remember, they go on full lockdown at night. So allegedly, yeah. I I am assuming this confirms that the soldier's chamber opens up directly into theirs and there's just like an awful lot of trust going on with these random strangers the king is bringing in to stare at his 12 daughters is um, it a saloon door at least 
<laughs> just always swinging. Uh, it's either that or they can clip through locked doors, which is another concerning power that they might have. They Someone gave them access to the developer's console. They have the debug. You can just turn collision off at all times. Uh, so the eldest... There's, there's 12 of them and they are a rat king, so that's going to clip into the walls every once in a while. That's true. It's, you it's can't account for that. Uh, so the eldest sister went up to her bed and clapped her hands, and the bed sank into the floor and opened a trap door, and then the soldiers saw them file down the doorway into the, the ground below. To the so, dance party. So he jumps up and puts his invisibility cloak on um, and follows them, but on the middle of the stairs down, he trods on the youngest princess's gown, and she cries out to her sisters, there's someone here, he's taken hold of her gown, she knew that this was a problem, no one ever listens to her. And the oldest calls her a silly creature and tells her that she just snagged her dress on the nail and also shut your mouth. At the bottom of the steps, there was a delightful grove of trees that all had silver leaves. Delightful. Yeah. I think we might have encountered a story that comes to this place. This, I think we've seen the silver leaves. We've done a 12 Dancing Princesses variant from another place before. Hmm. Uh, but not this precise one. Um, so the soldier broke off a branch as a souvenir, and it made a loud noise when the branch snapped, which the youngest daughter heard and freaked out about, and everyone else tells her to just be quiet. And the oldest says, Hush, it's just our princes shouting for joy at our approach. Good lord. We've done this every night. I apologize now. I'm pretty sure the... Uh, the yard work happening across the street is picking up on my mic. <laughs> it is very warm outside, so it seems like a bad time to be doing this. At the hottest time of the day. It's always a bad time to do yard work. That's true. So they passed through a grove that had gold leaves on it, and another grove that had trees with diamond leaves, and the soldier took a branch from each, startling the youngest each time, and the oldest one kept repeating that same rather weak reasoning. So they make it to a great lake where there are 12 little boats with 12 handsome princess princes waiting for them. Um, or princesses. Also a rat king. Yeah. Uh, each prince is in a... <laughs> they all have uh, like Padawan rat tails that are tied together. <laughs> Gross. Oh, 12, 12 baby Anakin's. Uh. <laughs> Uh, 12 movie, angsty teen Anakin's, I think. That movie came out when the rat tail was popular, right? Or thereabouts? Yeah. Right. I think about that probably once a week. <laughs> Since? <laughs> yeah. It's like that. that is the Jedi Padawan hairstyle. Thank you, George Lucas. You didn't have to, but you did. So, as, as in so many other moments in star wars you really did not have to but you chose to <laughs> so one princess went into each boat and the soldier stepped into the boat with the youngest because you know why not just keep tormenting her uh her prince on the ride over commented that he doesn't know why it is but he is rowing with all his might today and he just cannot get up to speed and he's getting tired real fast the we boats all have bad days yeah boat seems very heavy and the youngest princess Instead of freaking out like she has at everything else, just says, well, it just must be the heat of the weather. You know, the underground weather that yeah. they get. 
On the other side of the lake was an illuminated... I'm trying so hard not to bring up Space Jam World. I hope you appreciate that. I do. Thank you, Tyler. That was a beautiful gift you've given to me. Because there's underground weather. They're definitely in Space Jam World. Let's just move on. Not Mars this time, but Space Jam World. The opposite of Mars. (laughs) Known haters of Martians. Space Jam World. Uh, So on the other side of the lake was an illuminated castle with horns and trumpets playing. And everyone goes into the castle, and then each prince dances with his princess, and the soldier stayed invisible and also danced with them. Because I guess if he's... <laughs> he's just at... feeling the music at that point. Yeah, hell yeah, he's at a party. He's going to enjoy himself. Like, no one ever said he couldn't enjoy himself while he spied on these princesses. <laughs> and to add to his enjoyment, when any princess had a cup of wine given to her, he drank it before she could get to it, and it was empty when she put it in her mouth probably involves some sleight of hand. Uh, The youngest sister was also frightened by the constantly disappearing wine, uh, but the eldest always silenced her because she didn't want to hear it. So all the princesses danced until three in the morning when their shoes were worn out and they had to leave. Just grooving to CNC Music Factory the whole night. (laughs) The the princes rode rode them back again over the lake, and the soldier went in the eldest's boat this time just to shake it up a bit. And they took their leave on the opposite shore. When they made it back to the stairs, the soldier, who could apparently hold his wine quite well, because he has had at least 12 glasses of it, um, if not more, depending on how frequently the princesses were handed wine, uh, raced ahead of them so that he could go back to honk shooing and me me meing in his bed. So the princesses come back up, they check on him, they're satisfied that they have pulled the heist again, and they get ready for their couple hours of sleep. And their shoes are a mess. They are just a disaster. So in the morning, the soldier decided to like play things close to his chest for a little bit, just so that he could go experience that wild ride. So he goes again the second and the third night, and the same things happened. But on the third night, since it was his last one, he decided he's going to like go big or go home, and he takes one of the golden cups, too. So the time to report comes, and the soldier told the king that his daughters had 12 secret boyfriends in an underground castle. And then, rather than being met with incredulity, uh, all he has to do is show the branches and the cup. And the king's like, yeah, that tracks. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the They're king... definitely down in Space Jam world. Yeah. <laughs> Having secret makeout sessions. So <clears throat> the king called his daughters in and asked... Is this true? And they confessed since it was no use to deny what happened, which I I feel is very unimaginative on their part. Yes. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. you probably could. No backup plan whatsoever. Um, So the king asked the soldier which daughter he wants, um, and the soldier has gotten to know... I got 12, and frankly, I hate most of them. Uh, The soldier over the course of three nights has not bothered to get to know any of them as individuals or understand who they are, so he makes his decision based on the fact that he wasn't very young, so he's going to pick the eldest daughter. I mean, to be fair, neither have we. That's true. Like, no one knows who these girls are. So he picks the eldest daughter, who was the one hushing the youngest one all the time. Uh, And the king threw a hasty wedding that very day. And he became an heir. And one day the kingdom will be ruled by this man, the end. (laughs) 
Wow. Hmm. What a classic. It is a classic. It's got. I feel like it has a few holes in it. Such as? I mean, overall the story makes sense in a way, but there's... the, the Yeah, the events are... You can follow them. Yeah, they happen in an order. Sure. There's cause and there's effect. But I think what we're missing is a lot of backstory why. Well, I think what we're missing is a point. That too. So, yeah, question one in Blaring Lights is old woman. Woods woman. Yeah. First off, how does Woods woman have all the secret information? Secondly, where did Woods woman get an invisibility cloak? And thirdly, why is Woods woman choosing this random ass soldier to pass on all of this uh, relevant stuff to? And I feel like we can probably tie her back to question number two in very large lights. Which is secret underground boyfriends? Yeah. And bed that sinks into floor and opens chamber to the underworld. <laughs> I think that's expensive. <laughs> not yeah, for monarchy. It's definitely not part of your standard castle pack. That is a, an add-on that will cost you a pretty penny. Yeah, that's DLC. Yeah, I think I'd like one, but I don't know if it's worth it. Ab- absent of treasure, maybe not. See, I feel like most of the story actually happens in a backstory we're never given. Because um, these princesses each have a prince boyfriend. It's underground. So I want to say. Now there's a spare prince. Yeah, now there's a spare prince just kind of floating around. And the oldest princess is probably not too thrilled to have been given as a door prize to this rando. Do you. Now she can't go to the party. Do you think we can solve this with 12 prequels? <laughs> One for each princess? Yeah. I mean, we certainly I'm, could. Yeah, I'm sure we can. Should we? <laughs> Call it phase one. Okay, <laughs> I'm listening. Of this fairy tale's cinematic universe. I have a Start- suggestion that's barely based in any reality. Would you like to hear it? Always. Please, yeah. The old woman was a 13th daughter. Uh huh, and for whatever reason was banished from the kingdom and without this nightly ritual began to age rapidly interesting interesting not where I was going to go with that but I think more creative and now feeling uh, spite for her former sisters she is trying to disrupt the entire ritual so that they all suffer her fate I was going to go with, like, she was a mom or an aunt or something of the princes. And why why does she want to interrupt the ritual in that case? Um, because let's call it what it is, a ritual. Hates rituals. Hmm. I have a few conflicting never, thoughts running around. She was never allowed to do rituals as a kid. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Carmen? Well, thought one is that the... Uh, the underground world and the princes are clearly some kind of fey nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, and that this might be like whatever pact or so that they've made with these princesses, uh, she feels is sort of a waste. Like they could be spreading their influence a little bit farther and not just it's a on waste one of kingdom. good shoes. A waste of good fairy princes. 
but I don't know. That seems like a weak motivation, so I'm not sure. Uh, my other thought's less formed, but we've encountered, like, the male counterparts to the bony daughters before. Mm-hmm. The, there's been some supposition that either they are still the bony daughters whose gender is more fluid, or that there is, like, a second set going around. Um... Well, in this story, there are 24 unnamed characters. There are 24 unnamed characters. I don't think the 12 princesses are any kind of bony situation. Mm-mm. I think they are They, they are seem mortal. very mortal. Yeah. But I think maybe these 12 princes might be related to either the bony daughters, like just another manifestation of them and their power, uh, trying to infiltrate kingdoms, etc., um, Seems odd to put all of their eggs in the one basket. Yeah, like maybe this was an earlier ploy. It just seemed easy because there's like, well, there's 12 of them and 12 of us. Simple math suggests that uh, we have a good chance of winning here. I wish I could remember which story included the, the bony male counterparts. Um because having both of these might give us some clues as to whether they are just the bony daughters but in a different gender expression or if it's a, a separate group of people. Um, but we have established that the bony daughters are not fairies. They're like their own thing, separate from... They're the second brood of Lilith. So this old lady might be a fairy trying to disrupt this little power grab in some way to what end i don't know whatever weird <laughs> weird shit they're pulling throughout all these stories messing with monarchies and fighting with birds i don't have any what end this how likely is it doing how likely all. is it that uh she was just a number of birds dressed as an old woman <laughs> stacked atop one another just like Ten crows. <laughs> and I could wig. see like mistaking several pigeons as a crone accidentally. Sure, we all could. Yeah, that that could be fun too. I mean it makes about as much sense as the justification that Anything the story currently has, <laughs> which is none. Um just like there's an old lady she's got an invisibility cloak first nice boys that she sees, she's gonna give him the princess key. He could be a terrible person. We don't know. She doesn't know. No one knows. He really burning a hole in her pocket. Just needs to unload it. The only uh, the only thing we can say about him really is that he does at least follow directions, <laughs> which does put him like head and shoulders above a lot of our protagonists. That's true. I do appreciate that his uh, his method of deciding which daughter to marry, absent of any knowledge of who they are as Just people, arbitrarily. It's mm-hmm. like I'm I'm older, so I'll take the older one. Like I, I would rather there not be a huge age gap, as opposed to like I'm just gonna pick the hottest one, and I don't care if she's twelve. He's he he's a man that seems to li- like to keep things simple. Yeah, doesn't like Practical. to complicate things. I feel like he could have some room for character development that is not, you know, all terrible. I love starting with a name. When I'm developing a character, personally, no one, no one gets names. Tyler, could we give him one? 
Everyone's name is TK. Excuse me? Queequeg? <laughs> trying to see what the... Like, TK, I've, I've heard, is a, a thing that writers use as a name substitute, but I don't remember what it stands for. I was going to say smidge. For some reason, he just strikes me as a smidge. Oh, TK is an editing mark that means to come. No wonder I can't remember that it's... Because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, TK. That would be TC. spelled like that. Which is... Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm TC. You are TC. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to rethink some things. It's TK, not TC, because editorial marks are often misspelled intentionally so as not to confuse them with final copy. <laughs> Sounds there we go. horrible. We do it wrong on purpose because we would definitely not be that dumb. I'll just remember to reverse <laughs> it in my head. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So obnoxious misspellings as a tactic to ensure that you edit things. That's not a bad tactic. But yeah, everyone's name in a folktale is TK. I'm sticking to Smidge. Uh, but yeah, I feel like this would be greatly improved with telling the story that comes before it. Perhaps 12 of them. And maybe the story that comes after it, because now there are, like, 12 princes that don't get to see their girlfriends anymore and also have access to, like, powerful magic that infiltrates a kingdom via bed. If we get 12 prequels and 12 sequels, we're set for life. That's true. We'll never have to write another book again. 25 movies or books or whatever this is is a lot. Hope you like it, listener, because that's what we're doing now. That's what this show is from here on out. <laughs> uh, so Just presume that the next 25 stories in order are prequels and then sequels to this one. Well, thank you, Ladybug, for suggesting this tale to us. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners for listening to the show and sharing it about. Um Stuffing it down the gullets of your friends. Thank you to our patrons for sponsoring the show and helping to keep us afloat. Thank you to our top tier patrons, Frog Whisperer, Lucky, Biblio Princess, I hope you enjoyed the my extended Queen Savagery joke, Hiturius, Midori, Becca, Lobster No Longer, the new and improved Haley, Thimbles are Stitcher's best friend, Awkward, Project Bird Fall Informant, Funky Little Strawberry, Lemur, Spaghetto Popping on Off with a Bang, Caitlin, Danielle, the decrepit body of an average 29-year-old, your girl Olwen, Allie, Knife Dad, Cobus Cat, Vespa Desu, Versus Keeper of Too Many OCs, Pyrus, Jessica, Nathan the Scott, Alex, Millipedish, I Have a Bad Case of the Davian Flu, Maya, High Listus of Limbus, Gohan is a Punker, A Dubious Little Creature, Haley Prime, Dominic, Justin, Lily, Izzy, and Jenna. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. We're what the folklore, and that's how it works. Happily ever after.
This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.